0: I'm not, like, a mean girl. Like, I just, I get keep to myself. I don't shower. I don't put on deodorant. And I eat in my Cheetos. And, like, I just hang out. Like, come hang out with me. <laughs> I promise I don't smell, though. Now people are going to start, like, a whole thing. Like, Alex Cooper smells like No, that. her natural pheromones smell like hot Cheetos. They slap.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Burning What's up, my little devils, and what's up, daddy gang? If you've never listened to Burning in Hell, it's where I talk to people about their demons, their deepest insecurities, their fears, and the founding father is here today, Alex Cooper. She knocked on the doors of hell, and the devil said, bitch, come through. It's gonna be lit, and we're gonna see a different side and hear a different side of
0: Alex today. I'm very excited. Alexandra. Welcome to hell. Hannah, thank you so much for having me. I honestly feel so at home. When you're like this is like a really dark podcast, I'm like, I am I belong here. Thank you for having me.
1: And I remember obviously in my wildest dreams was like I would love to tear Alex Cooper apart. I'm burning in hell, but like I'd first would need to gain our trust. Right. I'd first have to it was it was like a whole like six month plan and somehow I've got You've you trapped me. Today. This is like this is all a ploy to like,
0: completely like ruin my career and exploit me and I'm like here for it. <laughs> I do it every day to myself, it's fine. You here we go. <laughs> like literally.
1: People know you from Caller yeah. Daddy, but before Caller Daddy you were at Boston University kicking balls, kicking balls literally and figuratively. And then you
0: learned how to edit there, right? I knew how to edit since I was like in third grade. So, you're a fucking nerd. I'm the biggest nerd. And
1: you were doing your vlogs and they were crushing it, but what career did you have before?
0: I, like, what was I doing? Yeah. I was a professional athlete's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Dude, literally, straight up. I, like, my journey is crazy because I, like, was. I mean, we can get into it, but like, well, first of all, hello, because I'm so hungover and I just want everyone to understand (laughs) listening to this podcast that Hannah, I have to tell you, I woke up, I forgot that we were doing this podcast today because I got, no, no, and I'm not irresponsible, but your text, I wake up this morning to Hannah texting me and she goes, like, tell me, like, we're going to talk about your dark demons. Let me know if there's anything you specifically want to talk about. And I wake up hungover as fucking shit to this text and I'm like what is she talking about what is she <laughs> what she wants to talk to me about my demons i'm hung o- and then i'm like oh my god i'm doing this show so i think sometimes though when i'm hungover, i start to say shit so maybe you'll get some shit out of me that like i wouldn't usually say because i'm like kind of blacking out right now you never do interviews never why that's a really good question <laughs> <laughs> let me th- I feel like I'm on a therapy session right now because I do zoom with my therapist. Oh, honey this is just the beginning <laughs> um that's a really good question you know what it is I think that in the beginning of call her daddy when I was working obviously at barstool I made a very and this was like my decision when we started call her daddy I was like we are not going to do anything else I knew and this I will like say I'm really fucking smart with marketing and I understand obviously what I'm fucking doing. And Mm -hmm. I knew if we focused on the main thing and only the main product, which was call her daddy. And we didn't spread ourselves thin going on all the different podcasts at Barstool. And there was no shade to them. I have so much respect for all of them, but I knew unfortunately i watch everyone else's business model and they try to do everything and you and instead of focusing on the one thing to blow it up they try to do 10 other things and it never fucking works Mm -hmm. and i knew if we focused on call her daddy it would blow the fuck up and there was going to be this weird thing that then got created around it was going to be like an allure because you couldn't fully touch us. It was like, who are they? What are they doing? And so I knew it would build up this mystery behind like the brand. And I knew that eventually I would do interviews. But for a while, we needed to stay on our own planet and to make people be like, what is this brand? And who are these girls?
1: Yeah, because if you so quickly are just working on promoting yourself or promoting the product and the product doesn't have the substance, then it's like you're wasting your time. Exactly. And also we knew each other. Well, no, we I knew of you because we first started Burning in Hell and Caller Daddy started on the same podcast platform. Dude,
0: <laughs> don't even get me fucking
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is is that we both were on this podcast platform. It did not go well. Yeah. And I ended up going with Anchor and you after like two or three episodes got a DM from Davy.
0: Yeah, Davy. Davey
1: Davy, boy yeah and you went to that but we always had this like weird connection um then you blow the fuck up you become the female Joe Rogan
0: oh my god Hannah stop it <laughs> throw up literally hung over and because you're being so nice thank you but with all this
1: success you've gotten from Caller Daddy you are talked about online everywhere And you told me that you read and watch everything. Yeah.
0: Why do you try to hurt your own feelings all the time? Dude, it's literally what I do in my my relationships, my romantic, everything. I'm like, I want to hurt myself. No, (laughs) dude, dude, it's something I'm working on in therapy. I it is not you're healthy. a masochist I am it full-blown and it's like terrifying um that's a really good question I think that I have really tough skin and I think that people think that I've had like a really easy go at life and like it's just like oh she's like this little fucking blonde dits that just started this sex podcast and it blew up and they like think I just literally randomly decided to start it one day and I have no talent I have really tough skin and so I think that I am a bit of a control freak I like to know what's going on in media and I know it's not healthy but I do have a really good ability to come at it from a third party point of view and when I read people's comments it's more so for myself to be like what are the people saying what do the people want and then it's not that I'm shifting my content but I like to be so aware of where media is so I can kind of adjust slowly with it and when people are saying they didn't like an episode I of course it like it hurts a little bit because it's like I put everything into my episodes but it's more so I like have a notebook and I write it down all the negatives I only focus on the negatives and the positives mean everything but I focus on the negatives because I'm like how can I adjust so that I never have negatives and it's well you kind of
1: have an athlete mentality which is our whole life coaches jobs are to critique us so, like, yes. do you think that being a soccer player and getting critiqued has prepared you for, like, this scenario and this pressure and this, like,
0: big stage you're on? 100%. I. It's crazy because... I am the most fucking competitive person. Like yeah. when I, I want, when there's drama happening, it almost fuels me more if there's like a new podcaster coming out because I'm like this shit, this is the shit that like makes me want to do what I want to do. Like it makes I'm bored feel as fuck, Dude, straight yeah. up. I'm <laughs> bored as fuck. I'm like, it's me and Michelle over there. Like the fact that I'm on the charts with Michelle Obama, I'm like, I don't understand. I'm blacking out. And like, I don't understand how my name is near that woman's name, but I like competition. Cause I'm like, I it feeds me and I know it sounds psychotic, but like th- there's no You're the fun Michelle in-
1: Obama of blowjobs <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michelle Obama and the gluck gluck like dude, but no it, it being a being a competitive athlete like doing it from such a young age like I don't know how to not be competitive and like push myself to like a degree degree that hurts
1: well yeah that's the masochism that we're like it it causes pain but at the end of the day it does bring the joy because you know that for you to be better than other people at things you have to push yourself farther than other people
0: yeah i mean i think it you can never explain it to people and hannah you get it being a d1 athlete like the the pain that you go through As a division one athlete There are things that you put your body in situations Like I will never forget I w- had the worst blisters all on my feet And we were doing indoor like training or whatever And my blisters were bleeding out of my white shoe Like you could see yep. blood on the ground And my coach literally said Take off your fucking shoe and run And yep. I ended up running the six Like the 300s with no fucking shoes on And just my socks in the fucking Like I was like what am I doing Like where am I I'm blacking out my feet bleeding but it's I, basically telling keep a cult going. like i've been it watching is. this cult documentaries and i'm like this is college sports <laughs> <laughs> you're like why didn't you just leave and you're like i don't know <laughs> i don't know being an athlete it changes your whole life and i think sometimes people get sick of hearing that narrative but i don't give a fuck because it's literally my identity and when who did you start life. playing soccer It's the funniest story because my mom, my family is very athletic. Like my dad was a division one hockey player Mm -hmm. at Wisconsin. Go Badgers. And my mom was like a top ranked equestrian and like so my class. my whole family, i know classy bitch class. i'm like where what did happened? it go <laughs> what happened i'm like mom what the fuck so when i was younger my parents had me try every single sport and this is going to sound cocky as fuck but like i'm very athletic so i tried my first track meet i ran the 400 and i ran it and I won and I got off and I took off my little stamp and I walked up to my coach and I said, I quit. So I, I did one race and I quit. I hated it more than anything. I'm like, why are we fucking running? Why are we just running? What is it? I always
1: say running is like what happens when you get in trouble with a real sport. Right. They make what you are we run. doing?
0: <laughs> Dude. So then I try swimming and that just didn't work like the hair and the water. And I didn't like it. Not good for bonds. I did one race again. I won. It was amazing. My mom's like, Alexandra. I'm like, I quit. Tried, tried lacrosse. Thought it was the dumbest fucking sport ever. I'm like, we can't even hit, make contact with people in the girls sport. Dumb. And then I got into soccer when I was like, Oh my God. Like, I think I started playing in like first grade. Um, and then I never played another sport. I only played soccer.
1: Well, to be really good and to make division one, like I had to quit every other sport at like 11. Yes. Yeah. To play tennis. After you stopped playing soccer, you said that was your identity how did you feel once like college ends you go to New York City you you end up meeting like a star baseball player what was your identity like
0: so I'm not gonna fully go into what happened to me in college soccer because I think I need to write like a book about it one day or like do a full episode about it but in my junior year of college something happened with my soccer career and it was the most um like difficult time of my entire life. I've never gone through something like this and I've never talked about it and it really fucked me up and so mm-hmm. my senior year I didn't play. I had my scholarship and everything, but I was on campus not being a soccer player. And well the fact you kept your scholarship yeah. means that you didn't do anything wrong. I, nothing wrong. So obviously there was shit that happened and it was so fucked up and mentally it really fucked me up. And I think that my senior year of college being on that campus, not being a soccer player, I was just looking for an escape to get off that campus all I could. So I had started dating my professional athlete boyfriend when I was a junior in college. So we started dating and then my senior year, I was never on campus and I was just flying to go see him. And I kind of like, didn't go to school my senior year. It was like weird. And then the minute that I graduated, I, that day, like, handed my parents my cap and gown and got on the flight that he paid for, and I moved to New York City into, like, his penthouse apartment. And I think that I was running from everything that happened to me in college that I was just like, I need to get the fuck out of Boston.
1: In my head, like, you've lived your whole life as the star. Like, you were the powerhouse. You were the performer. You were the one that was competing. And then you basically stop, and now, like... it's glamorous dating a professional athlete but did you like t- just being his like
0: dude it was miserable girlfriend no it, it was it you know what it was it was to be honest and it's and i don't care because it's going to sound superficial and i know yeah. it at the time it was for yeah. me it was like hold on i get to move to new york city i don't have a job so like yep. i'm going to live in a penthouse in new york city for free dating this guy go to his games like it was super cool and glamorous and fun in the beginning. Yeah. And then it turned super fucking dark because I slowly I have the closest relationship with my parents and slowly I started to like really distance myself from my parents cuz I knew they were like what is Alex doing?
1: Like this isn't you. Yeah. And when you talk to your parents they're a fucking mirror. Yeah. And your mom, you're like she's like are you okay? And I'm like yeah, it's to- totally fun and she's like are you sure? And then you just start crying
0: literally (laughs) falling so i no straight up and i knew my parents were like where is alex because i had my senior year as much as i didn't go to school i had a teacher look at me that was just this fuck dude and he was like you will never be taken serious in the industry because of the way you look he said that to me a professor at boston university said that so obviously the competitive spirit in me we had to create we had to make these silent films for our senior project and my silent film won an award and i like one and it was such a hype moment for me that I was like oh my god I'm so fucking good at this like I am so fucking talented and creative and then I left and I did nothing with it for a minute and my parents were like where is the girl that just created the silent film like where is she so it was it was hard for me being like I'm a girlfriend and it's fun and it's socially perfect for me but like where the fuck is Alex Cooper well I think you like being the best at things like we are very very
1: similar like when I I was told at Eight years old that I couldn't be a professional tennis player because I was starting too late So then I said now I need to spend my whole life whether I like it or not (laughs) (laughs) And by 16 I was playing professional tournaments and then I decided to go to college but then it's like, after that, I, I felt empty. But then I realized, wait, I can be great at something else. Yeah. And in your head, I think after college, you were like, okay, so I want to be the best at being like the hottest girlfriend with like the hottest, most successful Literally. guy. And I think a lot of girls have to go through that. Like I dated the famous guy who was rich right. and that was my worst relationship ever.
0: <laughs> they always end up being the worst. The like worst. It looks cute. The no, worst. it's true. It's true. When I
1: first went on Call Her Daddy, I remember being like low key. I know that like you glamorize dating athletes, but you also show the dark side, which is like they're all cheating on you. That's why yeah, you they're, so they're so shitty. <laughs> like they're so shitty.
0: And they're so self-centered and it's not their fault, but it's like all on their time.
1: So your confidence
0: is huge. Yeah. Where does it come from? Wow. That's an interesting question. I think that this Well, yeah, it's going to sound cocky, but from the youngest age before I even knew I wanted to play soccer, Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to make it in the entertainment industry. I knew from the youngest age that I was going to be in some form a performer on the internet or something of that nature. And like I, it literally like fuels me. Like this is what I was literally born to do. I'm convinced of it. Podcasting, I don't know. It was never the plan. But since I was young... I have been recording movies in my basement, like, doing the whole thing. And so I think that when it comes to my confidence, again, sounding cocky, but, like, I know I'm so fucking good at this. I know that this is, like, my space. Like, I own this fucking space. I've been literally working to be where I am for my whole fucking life. So are you
1: surprised when you see Color Daddy number one on comedy in the entire world on iTunes? (laughs) No.
0: i still like don't understand when people say that i'm like i i like bla- it's weird because i've never done like a live show or met like really done a huge meetup so yeah it, i see it on the charts but i've never like seen a group of people together for the daddy gang so i like i know it's there but it's like a weird podcasting is a very isolating job so like yeah. i'm by myself in my fucking apartment and i upload it and then i go to it's bed it's almost
1: like i just started this new talk show on bravo and everyone's like oh my god we're so proud of you and i'm like i'm literally sitting in my parents
0: kitchen <laughs> like, what's happening? like the producer's like in my ear and i'm like- like is this what like success is? right right um no i i think listen i am i am surprised and i'm not surprised i never intended to be a podcaster i truly believe i'm the least talented when it comes to uh, my audio like i think i'm way more talented visually on mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. so like it is the hardest thing i've ever done being a podcaster i it's i've never you're worked you're challenging hard. yourself yeah so it's it is shocking but it's not shocking because I know how hard I work and I think that a lot of people don't know that but I a lot
1: of people just see the final product
0: yeah your process isn't easy and like do you get anxiety to like outdo yourself a lot that's what I'm in therapy for (laughs) (laughs) funny you ask that because that's what I talk about every week on my like no every week in therapy right now I am like full-blown The anxiety that this show gives me is on another level. I love it so much. Don't get me wrong.
1: Back to like you looking at all the comments and stuff.
0: What is the negative
1: comment that hurts you the most about you or the
0: show? The one that hurts the most is when they say something with regard to the show isn't Like that was boring or like that episode wasn't as good or I wish you when they critique the episode in a way though that's just there's no feedback that's constructive feedback of like hey I really think questions of the week you should have done this better or hey like the intro this week was too long. It's more of just like a the show's not as good anymore and I it eats me alive inside because I like live and breathe this show. So when people don't give me a specific and they're like the show fucking sucks. And I'm like, Holy fuck.
1: Why? What can I do better? Tell me the bullet points calling my therapist. Like (laughs) answer your phone. You stupid bitch. I'm losing it. Also your mom's a therapist, right?
0: It's, it's so crazy. She is. And so we got, it got to a point though that my mom was like, you need someone that's not your mom. Yeah. Because you need me as your mom right now. Yes. I can't be your therapist. Like, you need someone to be unbiased, but then I need to be your fucking mother and be like, yo, this shit is so fucking unfair. Like, I'm your mom. You can cry to me.
1: How do your parents honestly feel about Caller
0: Daddy? Ooh. Ah! Coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, Are you disowned? It's, this No, it, straight up. Um, it's so funny because... To, to give you an idea of where they are now, it was the funniest fucking thing my dad said the other day. <laughs> this is where like, this is how far my father has come with it. Because at first he, wa- he was just like a little nervous, but like he literally goes, I was filling out this thing for this questionnaire that I was, I think it was like, a, it's like a Forbes 30 under 30 thing. And then I stopped doing it because I'm like, I'm just going to do it next year. <laughs> and And my dad, it was a question of like, what do you, would you have told your younger self? if you could right now to like keep doing. And my mom is like telling me good answers, like educational answers. And my dad is standing in the kitchen and he's like, just keep on gluck glucking sweetheart. And I'm like, dad, 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 that is so, dad, stop it. And he's like, what, the gluck gluck. If you hadn't, then you wouldn't be. I'm like, dad, and he's like, he thinks it's funny at this point, yeah. but my father saying that I'm like, dude, but no, um, my parents in the very beginning, it's so crazy yet again. My parents have seen me doing, making movies in my basement since I was so young. So as my dad was almost more okay with it than my mom. I think my mom was more like, okay, wait, hold on. Like, are you really going to say this? My dad was like, she's doing what she was born to fucking do. And yet it's a sex podcast, but just like an actor and or an actress, like their parents have to watch them get like basically fucked on camera. If there's a sex scene, our Mm -hmm. daughter's doing it in like audio form and mm-hmm. she's so fucking talented and watch her fucking do it the best. Cause you like, were oh.
1: always goofy and outgoing and like a ham. Out of control.
0: 24-7. Same. Like, very Same. extroverted.
1: People will be like, Hannah, you're having sex on reality TV and, like, you just curse all the time and, like, say anything and talk about farting in guys' faces when they're going down on you. Like, are your parents okay? And I'm like, yeah, they're proud of me because I'm happy. The, straight up. Like, Whoa, like, Would
0: you rather me be in accounting and, like, call my mom trying to slit my wrist every day? Right. Like, I hate my life. Lo- no, it's true. It's I, I'm very fortunate to have parents that are so open-minded and just so supportive of me. But I also do think that anyone listening that is having... You know, like if you're wondering what you should do with your career, it ha- it wasn't easy. Like for a while, I think my parents would have moments like we had to talk to my extended family and people were like <laughs> extremely concerned. Like Alex has lost it. And it's crazy because in the beginning, people in my extended family were super negative about it because it wasn't number one on the charts. And there wasn't a New York Times article about mm-hmm. it. And then all of a sudden you see people who were shitting on you behind your back come around full circle. And then I'm fucking interviewing Miley Cyrus and hanging out with Miley Cyrus. And people are like. Alex your show is amazing and I'm like no no you are full-blown a little bitch because like, you if you there- had listened
1: to them yeah you would not have made it to this right. point
0: right so you gotta just kind of like believe in yourself to be like and th- that's what I did the whole time I was like no I fucking got it
1: a lot of people who will talk shit about you don't see the big picture like when I did summer house I was just like oh my god this is gonna give me like the opportunity to do actual comedy and like actual podcasting and do what I want to do. But people just see it so small being like, oh my God, you're going to a reality TV show? And I'm like, yeah, just give me three years, Literally. two years. Give me one year.
0: And then just watch.
1: And then now they're like, hey, will you will you come and do this favor for me or that favor for me? And I'm like, well, you should have supported me from day one.
0: No, straight up. And I do. I have so much. I think that's why we do get along. I have so much respect for you, Hannah, because... I can tell you have such a hard work ethic. Like I see you busting your ass 24 seven on social like constantly. And I truly at this point in my life believe like you shouldn't even really be on social media unless you're like doing something productive with it. And I see you busting your ass 24 seven, like making the most of it. And I like have a lot of respect for you.
1: Oh my god! Thank you. We're gonna actually play a little game right now. Look at the segue. We're gonna play a little game,
0: and by game, I mean I'm
1: asking you more questions. Wait,
0: um <laughs> you're like, and back to the questions. Let's exploit you. Here you go.
1: i actually have never been so excited to exploit someone before. I love um, it. We are playing a game called Instamosity, where I ask you questions about the real shit behind Instagram. Ooh. Cue the music. Instamosity. First of all, I just want to tip. Your selfies are next level. They're not only creative. Sometimes you have the most sultry look. You always get the perfect angle of your tit. You always get oh. that lighting right. Oh. What advice do you have for taking a selfie and not looking like an alien of yourself? Right. That's a really good
0: question. (laughs) Because I'm like, how do we not look like an alien?
1: This is me if I got hit by a frying pan.
0: Okay, that's a great question. Like, you know, you look good in the mirror and then you're like, who is this monster? And then you're like, so why do I look like that in the camera? Like, I'm disgusting. (laughs) Um, Like, is this how people actually see me? I need to reevaluate my whole life no straight up no but like actually straight up here's the thing um know your first angle I will never take a selfie on the left side of my face my yep. my best side is my right side and you just have to embrace the right side yeah don't try to flirt with the fucking left if you're nope. hideous on the left you hang with the right yeah I always take my pictures on the right and millions you take millions everybody millions (laughs) the more the better the masses my process is you take the selfie you go through you heart them and then you it's a process of elimination which (laughs) one do i look less alien like and then all of a sudden the last one should be the best one standing and then hopefully you look like a fucking baller but a lot of practice then i know
1: that like everyone does some kind of editing what's your process from the raw photo to getting and having two million people see it
0: boom okay so usually when i take a selfie i i think recently it's better to like kind of almost have some blemishes or like show that there's not a lot of editing done um i don't have facetune on my phone i usually just use this like random um editor thing on my computer and what i usually do is like i try to just see how big are the bags today and (laughs) and and work like work just like little touch up things to just like glaze it but the best is that if you what I try to do is to avoid too much editing I prep by just doing my makeup well Mm. and then that way I feel like it comes out the most natural when I let me tell you something when I was in college I was editing my photos to literally look like a different human. And, like, I was cute in college. Like, I was totally cute. The editing that I did, I understood, like, I'm pretty sure my friends were, like, uncomfortable. They're like, your eyes are not that cat-like. Like, Like, you literally don't look like that, bitch. And I was, and you once you start editing your photos, and this is the one advice I can give people, you start to really lose it. And so I look back at photos that I used to edit Yeah, you start to hate yourself in real life literally so i think for me recently it's weird i have a lot of people tell me that like when i'm not wearing makeup and shit i look prettier than like if i'm like all dolled up and i look like a fucking barbie so i think i've been trying to lean into that on social media like okay fuck well i this is Better for me I don't have Even you
1: right now Like I think you barely Have mascara on You have a little Under eye concealer And it's like You look so beautiful Instead of looking like Trying to look like A done up fake bitch Where you will literally Be holding your Your Cheetos In a bathing suit And then just have Like a natural look And it just looks like What a guy wants to see When they like Wake up in the morning And you guys just had sex
0: And now you're just Roaming around the apartment Dude it's so true And I think it goes back To like when I was Dating that professional athlete I think I was he really liked the fake look and I really leaned into it. <laughs> okay? Like I really leaned into it and I like had like the bleach bleach blonde hair. Like now mine's like silver. How or do you know he liked it? Because he would like tell me. And I would look at the girls that he followed on Instagram. No, <laughs> I hate that and so and so i think that i just really leaned into it and then once i just kind of got out of that i started to just be like it i just look so fake like what it honestly what would happen is when i would get high as fuck i would look at my photos and be like yo wait you look fucking kind of gross like how much lip liner do you have on and then i just started dating guys like this new guy that i'm dating is like you without makeup is 10 times better and i'm like all right well bitch you asked for it so So how much time and money you save when you're not doing a full face every day it's also just like so much healthier to just and listen i've had skin issues in the past like when i was in high school i had severe acne like it was awful Mm -hmm. so like i understand that like i think that's where i started wearing a lot of makeup because i didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. so like I feel for girls that are like they're not doing the makeup because they're super super insecure like they want to change the shape of their face it's more to conceal like if you have blemishes or shit and that shit for women it's so hard to have confidence when you have breakouts and stuff what was your lowest confidence time physically Ooh,
1: I would say high school so how do you transition? Because I actually one of my friends who loves Call Her Daddy, I text her before this and I go, what do you need to know from Alex? <laughs> and my friend was like, I don't want to sound like a loser, but like, how do you go from being just like the cute, like not hot friend of the group to getting the confidence to be like the sexy, desirable one? Like, how do you reinvent yourself?
0: I think <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing. I've always thought I was great, okay? Like, I've (laughs) always loved myself. No, but, like, straight up, when I was not cute, like, I was like, but I have an amazing personality, and I'm funny, and I'm athletic, and I'm a great person, and I come from a good family, and I have great morals, and I'm just not the cutest in the room. (laughs) So, so I think, though, that, like, when when I started to get older, and, like, when I went through puberty- And I got fucking tits. And I'm not going to lie. I think I have a really nice butt. Okay. And I was like, I like my, I have a, I have a cute little body. And I was like, whoa, like I went through puberty and now I feel hot. And then on top of having not been hot and having a, like a decent personality and like being funny, I think I always had confidence within myself outwardly maybe people didn't look at me and be like she is a stunner Mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden you fucking pop some highlights in and you get your braces off and like your skin clears up and then Mm -hmm. you walk around like you've always had confidence but you didn't look as hot now all of a sudden I'm like wow that's it's kind of weird but like outwardly I just kind of now look how I've always felt inside that's exactly kind of how I feel
1: because when people say Hannah how do you act confident it's like I don't really look in the mirror a lot like I act how I think I look (laughs) Like you know like In your head That like best photo You have of yourself I just walk around Thinking that's how Like I have wet hair Right now bitch And I'm sitting here Being like Oh she's never Mm. seen hair Like this before
0: no dude it's true it's like it's so hard but i always say it fake it till you fucking make it if you do not feel confident and you walk in a room and you act fucking confident all of a sudden number one it will slowly bleed into and you'll actually feel confident and then number two everyone around you will feel that and all of a sudden whether you are like a fucking two or a ten They feel that energy of confidence And so really just start by faking it
1: That's why Instagram's so fucked up Because you don't get people's energy from photos Like have you ever met some of these bloggers And you meet them and you're like You're cardboard Like you hate yourself Like the energy coming off is negative
0: and gross And I'm like uncomfortable Dude it's so sad with Instagram I think because like when I went to LA And I saw some of the girls that I follow on Instagram And I literally don't even want to shit on them Because I think what happens is These girls that over edit their photos And then you see them in person You're like whoa Like, and not to be an asshole, but some of these girls, I'm like, yo, like you look so skinny on Instagram and then you don't look like that in person or your eyes are literally like not like that or your face. It sucks because I do know and I sympathize with them. You start to go down a hole of trying so hard to be a specific thing that the world is telling us is the standard now. And then all of a sudden you're too deep in to then all of a sudden post a picture of what you really look like. And it's so fucking sad because these it, it's it sucks. It's not their fault. I literally feel for them how uncomfortable they must feel walking into a room knowing they look nothing like their Instagram. That fucking sucks. There is a very,
1: very popular Instagram. Um, oh. a, a girl who's like one of the OGs who I heard does not let anyone take photos of her. And if she does take photos, it has to be on her phone that oh. she will then edit and send it to her friends. And when I heard that story, I was like, I would never want that level of millions of followers to hate myself that much to protect something that you're not Yeah. yeah and isn't anxiety like anxiety is the space between like your authentic person versus how you're portraying yourself right and the closer you can get it the more like at peace you are and i really feel like People remember how you made them feel, not necessarily what they they look like. Like, you know, when you leave someone, you're not like, oh, I remember what they look like. Like, right. you remember the energy they gave you. And that's how dudes are or girls are, depending who you're into. Like, yeah. you know, when you just gravitate towards someone? Yeah, like, like you. i'm obsessed with you
0: when we met it was that was how it was we were both like yo i fuck with your energy like you're like a dope ass chick and then we like vibed it was fun
1: oh also i have one this is like a little pushy question you don't have to answer but did your professional athlete dude who liked fake girls ever pressure you to get work done no 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 okay good he was like um, you
0: are so hot but also like love that mini dress and i was like shut up you're not even that hot yeah, no, he, it, it was more just like I got reinforced when I like looked a certain way.
1: What photo on Instagram ooh.
0: <laughs> do you remember where you looked happy,
1: but you were actually miserable?
0: That is such a good fucking question. Hold Thanks. on, I'm on my fake account. Let me get out of my fake account. <laughs> go to my real account. Um ooh. oh, July 13th. It's a photo in my parents' backyard. Mm-hmm and that was when my life was coming to a slow end <laughs> what was happening the drama oh and i like hadn't eaten and i was like not sleeping and i was in like such a dark place what made you take that photo that day i was out in on my porch with my mom and i liked that tracksuit that i was wearing <laughs> And I thought, and I was like, you know what? Like I, I haven't posted on the gram and I am going back to New York soon. And I was like, mom, why don't you take a few pictures of me? And when it's honestly, it's kind of funny, but my mom and I have this funny thing when she takes pictures of me, she says funny things while she's taking the photos and it usually makes me laugh and be so happy and so she'll just start saying crazy things like "Ooh, yeah and she'll start like naming my ex-boyfriends and like talking about how they have small penises and like she'll just be really funny and I figured in that moment we were she was like let me just take a picture and then she was like hyping me up and it like put me in a better mood because I was in such a bad mood that sounds so stupid but my mom is like my best friend and my queen and like she knows how to like make me feel happy
1: shout out to all the moms out there saving their daughters when they're down literally who are you jealous of on instagram
0: this isn't gonna sound stupid i don't think i would ever use the word jealous i don't i'm not jealous of girls Mm -hmm. i i really i admire them like i like follow more hot hoes than like men Mm. um but who am i jealous of actually my recent crush on instagram that like i've been dming with her and we keep trying to hang out her name is ashley sky and -hmm. she's the hottest fucking body and i'm like how do you look like that you are so hot and i think she just looks like such a cool chick and like i want to hang out with her
1: do you think because i love relating everything back to sports but like you were in a team sport where you'd root for your teammates that you have that mindset or like because a lot of girls we live in a World where we just compare ourselves or feel bad about ourselves when another girl looks a type of way or gets something how do you have that mindset
0: i mean this is the thing it's kind of hard for me because like i said podcasting is extremely isolating like i'm not around people that often so like i'm kind of I only hang out with a specific group of people because I really think that in order to do my show and keep myself as sane as possible and not go off the rails like some kids in LA that are like doing TikTok and exploiting their lives and losing their minds and going out every night to be seen, like... As much as I could be going out and, like, trying to get paparazzi in L.A., like, I'm trying to continue to live a relatively normal life. Yeah. So I think that recently social media for me has only been me going on and posting my shit. And I don't really look at other people's shit as much. I'm the
1: same way. Right? I don't really look at other people's shit. It, I'm like, I have to post, promote my podcast or, like, yeah. I have to get this ad up or I have to get this funny tweet. I can't wait to see what people
0: think about it. it it's straight up also, like, bec- and I guess you can relate to being – on social media for your job i kind of hate social media and i can't go on it unless i'm doing my shit and so i i think that sometimes if i spend too much time on social media looking at other people's shit it just doesn't make you feel good so i straight up just like live in my own world and i pay no attention i think it would shock people because the other day my um the person that helps me get guests was asking me people and like recommending people to me and every single person she said i was like I don't know know who that is, and it was, and I don't. I'm not trying to be an asshole. It's more like I just stay in my own bubble and focus on my own shit, and I don't, which I should probably like pay more attention so I can like have more (laughs) guests. But like, I was like, hold on, let me Google every one of these people. I'm like, oh, they look like a great person. Love, yeah, have them on.
1: I feel like people see us and they see us as being so outgoing, fun, like probably so fun to party with. Yeah. But like realistically, I have like one close girlfriend i have like a couple girls that are like i trust and i love but i don't talk to you every day yeah and then i have like my one boy toy and then my mom yeah. and my dad when then he's in mom. a good mood
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the key when the dad is in the good move love not so much when he's not in a good mood no that's um that's an interesting because i think some people i jokingly like never i always say like do people like even think i have friends i'm very <laughs> literally we love lauren we love Lauren and. I'm very, um, like protective mm. of my family, my friends. Like, I don't follow my sister on Instagram because I don't want, like, I know to she ever loves, cause any kind yeah, of yeah. Like, I know she loves her private life and I don't want to inject her in this life that I have chosen. And so, like, my closest friends to me are my friends from middle school and I have about four girls that I have never even spoken their name on my podcast and they're the closest humans to me like who might probably maybe my maid of honor will be like no one has ever heard me talk about because yeah. that relationship is so sacred to me that that my best friend like I just don't want to put it on the internet because I put so much on the internet that I want to keep certain things to myself
1: yeah, it's the worst feeling to like hurt someone you care about because you were trying to like gain a laugh. Yeah. It's totally worth it when the guy is an asshole. Or oh when, no, like, it is. It's a it friend is. who does stupid shit and you're like, Dude. this is just good content. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's certain people that you have to hold close to your heart out of like just respect.
0: It's it's literally straight up disrespect. And I think because I've chosen, unfortunately, even as much as I have respect, I'm like, I'm going ham for yeah. the men in my life. Like, sorry, you're on my show. <laughs> it is like the female relationships that I have. I'm like, oh my God, like I just don't, I don't, there's no need for me to talk about it on my show. It's all usually about guys. So it works for me.
1: So when the, you were talking about like, I chose this life when you were on like every single news site talking about like shit going on with caller Daddy, did you like it or were you sick to your stomach?
0: There were two sides, there were two things happening. The one side of me that's like the business savvy woman was like, you have to look at this in a strange way as a positive because this is moving the needle in media right now and everyone is looking at this and this is what you are so fucking good at is like get in front of that fucking microphone and go make the funeral episode and blow everyone out of the fucking water Mm -hmm. and when i saw like dave portnoy talking it was like with like dan katz everyone at barstool was like yo the amount of pressure this girl has on her to come out with this funeral episode and when i heard that i was like bring it bring it fucking watch me like give me the ball when you have to hit the
1: goal or whatever
0: pk i don't know (laughs) soccer you get it (laughs) but no literally it was one of those moments where i was like oh no watch me i am going to be like the best fucking female podcaster in the game and i'm gonna do it fucking solo and everyone that thinks that i can't get up on my fucking own and do this shit, watch me and i'm gonna do it even fucking better that was the side of me that's the competitive side the actual Alex sitting on my parents' couch, having not eaten for days, and having like lawyer fucking phone calls every five minutes of my oh, fucking geez. life, I felt literally like I was in a vortex, and it just kept spinning, and I couldn't get out of it, and I didn't. It didn't feel every day felt the same, and I was just like, "I might even a real gonna end? yeah." Like it just started to really on my mental health. I was like, "When can it?" And then on top of it, we're in Corona. So it was like, I was starting to just be like, yo, this is like, I just felt like I was losing my mind a little yeah. bit, honestly. Yeah.
1: Um, from my end, it was just, everyone was talking about you. I heard something that's good advice, which is press is not what the words are saying, but the weight of the words. Wow. So it was in like when I, people first heard I was going on Call Her Daddy, they just were like, that is the most talked about podcast right now. Like that's right. huge. And I remember you had listened to my episode of Burning in Hell yeah. which was titled The Real Problem with Caller Daddy which people can go back and listen to but it was where I saw like a bigger issue in our podcast and world yeah world and because i got fired from betches and i was like feeling like connected with you for some reason but i listened to i I, i'm like you like i don't listen to anything or watch anything else i'm just focused on my own shit because we're narcissists but like i watched your youtube your 30 minute youtube and you were so fucking real and then at the end, when you were like, see you fuckers Wednesday, I didn't even listen to Call Her Daddy. And
0: I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that video, um, it was to a point where I got so fucking fed up yeah, watching the lies yep. and reading the the comments because I had been portrayed on the show strategically as this wild one and it was all I'm a fucking genius I like it was all like part of the show it was a show you know it slowly towards the end became a full-blown produced show Mm -hmm. hosted by yours truly Alex Cooper writing Mm -hmm. it basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I started to see people literally like kind of not turn on me but like I was seeing comments of like hold on, they're, they're equating what's happening and they're thinking of the girl they hear on the podcast that yep. is like, S- I put a dick in my asshole last week and I'm like, hold on, these people don't fucking even have a clue that I have been literally since I was five years old in my basement creating producing editing directing i would literally i watched the devil wears prada and paused every 30 seconds and wrote the entire full movie script and then had my friends in the basement and was filming at them being like do this do this do this line better and i was miranda priestly and i was like this is what i grew up doing so Mm -hmm. when i saw people thinking i'm this dumb blonde bitch i was like hold the fucking phone. I drove to my brother's fucking apartment and I was like, I need the apartment for like, I need to be alone for like a couple hours. And I sat the fuck down and I went through all of my notes that I had taken throughout this process. And I was like, there's no fucking way that anyone is going to fuck with my career when all I have done since day fucking one is bust my fucking ass to get here. Also,
1: what you haven't said is that that video was barely edited. Barely. And, and it took so much out of me. As an <laughs> editor, I was looking out to be like, okay, how much did
0: she like construct this to be right. exactly the right way? Right. You poured your fucking heart out. It was just genuine though, Hannah, because I, it, I was living it. Like yep. I was able to tell the story because I was living it. I think when I had my response
1: to it on Burning in Hell, I was saying I'm just rooting for the talent. Like at yeah. the end of the day, there's some issue where the podcast industry and some talent gets so big that things need to change and like organizations can't just own you a hundred percent out and just expect you to like want to stay and that like yes you get opportunities from people but there's a two-way street and that was what i was going into and i i remember you thinking like i guess whatever reason you liked that episode and was like hey come on Uh, yeah no i
0: i think i just saw you being very unbiased and you didn't know me and you didn't owe me anything but you were I was just looking for anyone at the time that had a brain and not to be an asshole but people on the internet have no idea what happens behind the scenes of creating these shows and I looked at you as someone in media that you kind of were getting it and I was watching you and I was kind of looking almost for a lifeline of someone to wake up instead of being like Oh my god, like this is like so stupid. Like why can't you guys just stay together? And I'm like, no. oh, you have no idea. And the conversations I've had with you behind the scenes like you get it. Yeah. And it makes so much sense as a creator that you can only put up with so much shit. And at what point do you stick up for yourself and be like, no, "No, no, no. I deserve way fucking better."
1: And you could have said, you know what? This is too much. I quit. Yeah. Did you ever think of that? Being like, "I can't. I need to run away." No. Never. And that's why you're successful. Yeah. Um, continuing our Instamosity game. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are like, and eh, back to the game, ding,
1: ding Insta. Okay, would you date a guy with like zero followers? Doesn't go on Instagram. Doesn't know what Instagram is. I'm
0: doing that right now. Yes.
1: Do you like obsessed?
0: It? Obsessed. Can't <laughs> even take it. Okay, there's one thing that I don't like as much. Like, well, no, because we talk 24 seven. But if if he wasn't as communicative with me, I would be like, where is he? What is he doing? And, like, why yeah. isn't he active? Um, I, I love it. I think that my whole life is on social. So to date someone that no one can find, like, no one will be able to find this man if they tried. That is, like, I am wet.
1: So you wet. never want to share him with the world? Like, you never want to be
0: cute and be, like, at dinner and, like, show him and be, like, look how cute he looks. No, I trust. Um, I I do. But I think... For right now, I don't just because I did that with one of my ex-boyfriends mm-hmm. before the show. And I think it's hard. It, it it affects your relationship a little bit in positive ways at times and at negatives. And I kind of love having this for just myself right now. And because I have this podcast, I think that, like, I naturally tell everyone basically everything. Yeah. So for now, I think maybe, like, they can just go down the journey with me and envision it they don't have to fully see it
1: what would make you delete a photo have you deleted a photo Ooh, never
0: delete always archive because god forbid yeah because it's bad for the algorithm
1: like do you look at the likes ever and be like oh shit it's going slow (laughs)
0: oh it's going slow baby this one i thought In you're like it's eating shit (laughs) you're like whoa there's only ten thousand likes in a minute loser (laughs) um no i think uh i think the thing is is it's fucked but like i i guess i this is weird i think i used to look at likes when i was like had like maybe a hundred k followers and i'm like ew like only a thousand like that's kind of uncute people hate me yeah like oh I really must have looked busted in that one (laughs) but I think as I've just gotten bigger with call her daddy I think naturally I don't really give a fuck about the likes because I think the daddy gang is engaging with me 24 7 we're in this like every week we're talking about shit together so like Mm -hmm. I don't really stress about that because I also know it's like it's just me and the daddy gang and like daddy gang is there with me so it's like whatever do you feel pressure to post on
1: your personal like do you have a strategy with posting on your personal
0: I think I go in waves. I think that at times I'll be like, oh, I haven't posted like a hot gram in a minute. Like I don't (laughs) want these bitches to forget what's up. And so I'll like, go take a picture in a bikini eating noodles. And but then there are also times Mutes. where I'm like, I don't really care because it, it's hard. Like when you have the podcast, like I'm working on it 24 oh, yeah. seven. It's more important than Instagram. But unfortunately, Instagram obviously directly affects the podcast. So I and have Instagram to
1: content takes fucking work too. Yeah, I'm asking you because I need help. I'm like, no, how dude, do you it's hard. Like <laughs>
0: it's hard. Like literally, I just got off um Facetime before we got on here with the guy that I'm seeing, and we're going on a vacation. And I was like, listen, I just want to let you know, um, you are gonna have to take a few pictures of me because the internet needs to see this app because i've actually been working out for the past two weeks they need to see it yeah they, and he was like oh, okay okay."
1: i literally texted you i'm like i can't wait for the vacation content because that's what the people need Dude. um also i did get a question what is your like workout eating routine because like your body's insane
0: okay this is actually a really good question to clear up i never want to make girls feel bad but this is the god honest truth <laughs> my mother is tiny Mm. I have a, what is it? Metabol- great metas- metabolism. <laughs> I don't even know. Like people always say, do you have a good metabolism? Like, I don't, I don't know what that means, but yeah. I guess. I have always been so skinny to the point when I was younger, it was like people thought I had a problem. Like my legs mm. were so skinny. I've always been thin. I am very fortunate. I do truly, I think I've seen people DM me being like, I know you didn't really eat that burger. I eat disgusting at times, but I go in waves of like, I have a really, really bad eating habit where, like, I just eat whatever the fuck I want. And I don't really gain weight in the way that I know a lot of women struggle with. And I feel it's important, maybe, to say that. And I should be probably saying that on my platform more. Like, I do post what I'm eating, and it is truly, I am inhaling that Shake Shack, mm-hmm. but it doesn't maybe affect me like it would another girl's body. And so I think that's important because I know people look at me and they're like, "How the fuck do you eat that and look the way you do?" Yeah, um, I, I and am you very. Also, blessed. are
1: muscular? Yeah, so like an athletic. Affects build. the yeah. metabolism too. But
0: metabolism. I don't metabolism. I the, <laughs> <laughs> the platypus. <laughs> the fact. The fact, though, is, is I definitely don't work out as much as i want to i know if i work out a shit ton i could have like my body be insane but like i get really lazy but like i've been getting back into it because i'm going to be in a fucking bikini in front of this guy who wants what to, like, kind of workouts are you doing i only do button abs i don't know what even an arm workout is i don't know what a back workout is i don't know what any of the like the chest are you doing is. like hit workouts I just do my soccer butt shit that I know. So I'll do like one-legged squats mm-hmm. and then I do elevated lunge raises and then I do like backside lunge squats. I just do so many squats to the point that my ass hurts so bad and then I do like glute bridges yep. and then I'll just do like a little ab workout. Like I'll Google like ab workout. You guys, we just are
1: getting <laughs> the tea. <laughs> to get I asked, like, to, like everything. Ever. I know. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay. Final
0: question for Instamon. (laughs) yeah fuck. like what is this (laughs) like what
1: how do you think your real identity is different from your instagram identity
0: Ooh. well i think when i think when you naturally look at my page maybe i've gotten a little bit better but i think like maybe like last year i just looked like the fakest fucking bitch and then like i would meet people in person they're like oh you don't even look that fake in person like your instagram like the guy that i'm dating is like you literally look like the fakest bitch on Instagram and then I see you and you're like this cute little Mm -hmm. like Alex like my Alex in person I think that when people look at me it's definitely like a little bit more like hyped up like the glamour and the the blonde and everything and I do kind of love it like I think it like slaps on the fucking gram like I'm like oh bitch I look good but the truth is is that like I think that maybe behind the scenes like I'm way less glamorous than I think maybe people would think like I'm kind of a slob, and, like, I literally wear, like, the same pants for three days, and, like, I'm not gonna say I don't shower a lot, but, like, I do think that, like, I'm less, like, hygienic than girls that are, like, I need to get my nails done, I need to brush my teeth 25 times a day, and I need to, like, make everything smell good. I'm kind of like, did I put deodorant on today? (laughs) Like, I... Dude, it's, I think I'm like kind of like a dude sometimes. My mom is like, when is the last time you showered?
1: <laughs> I also think that in person, you're not as like in your face because you're not like performing and you're actually like, you're very empathetic and you're a really good listener, which a lot yeah. of like performers aren't or like comedians yeah. aren't and uh, yeah. you're a lot more giggly like you're not as like cold like you're right. very warm i feel person. like some
0: people maybe the daddy gang i think knows it more but like i think some people think i'm like i would be like a bitch in person yeah and i'm like literally not like, no I'm, like, not at I'm, all like, literally not at all you just
1: want to like hug
0: and like laugh and giggle and like and like hang out <laughs> yeah <laughs> like talk about shit like i love talking about drama but i'm not like i'm not like a mean girl like i just I keep to myself I don't shower I don't put on deodorant And I eat in my Cheetos And like I just hang out Like come hang out with me (laughs) I promise I don't smell though Now people are gonna start Like a whole thing Like Alex Cooper smells like No her
1: natural pheromones Smell like hot Cheetos They slap Well that was fun That was intense That was a lot of emotions for me next week we are going into questions that i've received from the daddy gang from little devils of things people really want to know about you some are fucking hilarious some are fucking dark which is the perfect balance that we like and then we're also going to play the seven deadly sins which is my favorite game of all time if you guys enjoyed this episode share it on social subscribe rate review swipe up whatever you do and i'll see you guys later in hell Bye.